Hi, and welcome back to a whole new episode of Elevate Love. I'm your host, Ariel Levitt. I believe that two people are able to fall in love and feel accepted for who they are. I get to talk to matchmakers. I get to talk to singles, see what they're at with dating, talk about dating topics. I also get to interview couples that have beautiful, loving relationships and see how their love story started. So this week, I actually got to talk to a matchmaker, Chi, from NYA, Not Your Average Matchmaker. And she is fabulous, great energy. We got to discuss different topics, like how do you set up your profile? Like what's a good profile for the apps? When do you disclose something that is a big topic, something that's pretty important? When do you talk about that? When do you let that other person know what it's like to work with a matchmaker? I've never worked with a matchmaker before, and I got to learn so many cool things of what she can do and what matchmakers do for you. So let's dive in, take a listen, and discuss these topics. Hi. Hi. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you on on today's podcast and everything and, and chat with you a little bit. So let's start at the beginning. So every every business has a story. So I want to hear your story behind your business and how you started. Yeah. Okay. So how I started, well, I wanted to be matchmaker after I saw Hitch, he was more of a love and dating coach, you know, starring Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite movies, by the way, like it's honestly in my top five. It is in my top five. It's in my top five, but After seeing that movie, I was like, you know what? I can do this. I do this now. So why not create a business out of it? Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, I had experienced heartbreak. Mm -hmm. I was dating a a man that I was really fond of, that I had had a crush on since I was 11 years old. It was like this beautiful story. Like friends since we were 11, went to summer camp together. And then like we finally got together. I messaged him on Facebook, we went on a date. And things just kind of like grew from there. And then like, he just broke my heart and I couldn't be upset with him because he didn't do anything that was like wrong, so to speak, but it hurt my heart because I really thought this was my forever. And then I wondered like during that breakup, like how many people have felt this way that they could never, ever, ever love again, or they never want to look at another person again because their heart just hurt so bad. And so I wanted to restore hope with people that have lost it. And that's how my business was formed. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And so I remember when we were dating, I mentioned, you know what, I'm going to start my own matchmaking company. And he was like, oh, okay, go for it. I was like, okay. And yeah, but it didn't fully launch until after the fact. So yeah, that was part of the reason why I started it. Um, But yeah, we were good friends in the beginning. He was very encouraging. That's so So. awesome. That's really nice that he was encouraging about that. That's kind of rare. Yeah. That's a lot about your relationship with him. Yeah, we were business partners and also really good friends and also boyfriend and girlfriend. So we put the business like friends, like that was first before everything else. But yeah, but we've been friends for so many years and I wish him well. He's a great guy. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So first off, how did you come up with the name too? I want to hear how you came up with, yeah, and why I love, yeah. Yeah, so not your average. I mean, ironically, we had had some talks about throwing like a party I was going to be kind of different because we were event planners together. But that side note, I did my research on other matchmakers in the area and I didn't see any matchmakers that looked like me. I was like, you know what? I'm not the average matchmaker. I'm going to have things kind of different. And I want to kind of cater my packages to people that need them. Right. I didn't want to just say this is it and this is all. I want to kind of have something that works for everybody. So that's what I did. 
<laughs> you were just telling me a little bit about a story that of a client of yours, actually, right before this call that do you mind sharing? And just like, yeah, it's so, so beautiful. I want more people to hear this. This is really cool. And this is so special. Like, I think this really does distinguish, distinguish you a little bit more from other matchmakers and stuff like that. So, yeah. so um, okay. I hope I don't get too emotional, but so my packages range, I'll just say in the thousands. Okay. Because it's a lot. Now there are some matchmakers that still charge double, sometimes triple what I charge. However, my packages are in the thousands. I say all that to say that not everybody has thousands of dollars laying around that they can invest in matchmaking. I understand that. So the cost of a consultation with me is $55. Some people are under the impression that, oh, I pay $55 and you find me the love of my life. No, $55. $55 I just get to know you a little bit. Right. <laughs> we talk for an hour. We talk for an hour. And that also gives me a chance to run the background check. Everyone has to consent to a background check. If they're uncomfortable, then I don't want to work with you respectfully. But I'll say all that to say that once you're, once we're sitting here, we're engaged. The next step after learning about you is to tell you my packages. So because I require people to tell me what their current income is, I already knew that she didn't really have that many funds to work with. She's a single mother of five and I could just hear it in her voice. And then she, she lives down South and they don't really get paid that much. So after the course of me explaining my packages, I looked at her face and she was just like, uh, so what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? She's like, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to pay all, all that. I don't, I don't. And she's kind of studying over where she's like, but I really want to work with you. I was like, okay, well, let's find something that does work. Right. So I offered her dating app assistance and profile management. So now she has more leeway, right? I can assist her with her dating apps. Obviously I'm not going to be able to headhunt for her and like find the man for her, you know, but I can help her sift through her options with a less heftier price. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it's like giving somebody like the building blocks, like here's your building blocks. Yes. And now like we, you can start to build on this. Exactly. Cause my thing is, I don't want to just lead someone in the dark and just say, okay, you're on your own. If you can't afford my services, like let's find something that works for you. If your heart is in the right place and you want to work with me, I want to find something that works for you. I don't want to ever leave you in the dark. Okay. Dating is hard enough as is especially for a lot of people. My goal is to make your dating life easier, not more complicated. So whatever I can do to help you, I'll be more than happy to assist you in. That's so cool. So I guess that like, talk about dating profiles for a second. Like let's, let's go here for, I want to talk about this because assisting somebody in a dating profile is hard. And like in setting up your dating profile is, is a hard thing to do. I think it is, it can be because you want to like talk about yourself but yet you also want to be engaging, but you want to allow for questions, but you don't want to like, everybody puts like the same thing. I like to go out, but I also like to stay home. Well, <laughs> isn't that like everybody? <laughs> kind of. No, well, there's some people that really like to go out and they're looking for someone who wants to experience new life together. Someone who's adventurous and wants to try new things. But the best advice I would offer to anybody on their dating app is just be honest about who you are. If you have kids, say you have kids. If you don't want kids, say you don't want kids. If you're looking to date with intention, please state that you're looking to date with intention, okay? And then also the pictures that have like you and John and Amy and Paul, <laughs> that's just too much. It's way too much. People want to see who you are in the first picture. Take it off. Exactly. Now, but what I will say is if you want to show that you have like a social life, that's fine. You can have one picture of you and your friends. Okay. Maybe to show that you're social. That's, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not against that, but okay. having two, three, four pictures when you only have like two or three of your, yourself, uh, uh, the focus is supposed to be you. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So you think like, like a picture of like, maybe 
upper and then full body and then maybe a business and then not so business like you got it you got it I love so all of the looks are good I mean it's a dating app right so people are just kind of like sifting left and right make sure your your profile picture or the, the go-to picture is a picture that you love one that makes you feel sexy and beautiful or handsome whatever the case may be regardless like you have to make sure you present your best self because a lot of times it's just it takes a second like people are literally looking and swiping left and right so quickly so you want to make sure it's something that's appealing right um but yes show different looks like show that you this is me my business attire this is me out with my friends and this is me on an average day i do recommend for women that wear a lot of makeup um i don't wear a lot of makeup i may have foundation on and some like lipstick you know what i'm saying i don't knock though i don't knock it but like have variety because you don't want people to be like oh that's who you are like show them this is me all done up and this is me plain jane in my pajamas but don't necessarily post in your pajamas. I'm just saying, give them a variety. People <laughs> are like, ooh, that's where we're going tonight. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. Do you, so do you have rules for your clients? Like, or, or a rule or a couple rules? Like what are some, some things? Yes, that's a good question. Yes, I have rules and if they can't abide by them. I wish them the best of luck in their search. So anyways, you have to be entanglement free. All this involvement, like basically if you can start dating someone and someone else to get in their feelings and upset, like, how could you? I thought we had something going. That's an entanglement. You're involved with someone, like actively involved. Just go ahead and handle that. But don't, don't be my client. Also, if you're still in the process of healing where it's impacting you from wanting to open up your heart to someone else, I don't want to work with you. No disrespect, but take your time to heal. I, I need that wound to be fully healed up before you start bleeding on someone else, right? Oh, 100%. Um, Yes. So that's another thing. Another thing is honesty, transparency. Just be honest. If you're not comfortable with something, say you're not comfortable with something. If you're ready for something, say you're ready for something. Just be truly open and honest. People like think, oh, well, that's probably not the answer you're looking for. No, I'm looking for you to just tell me exactly what you want, what you need. You can't tell me too much. As your matchmaker, I need to know these things, right? So that's the thing. People have this thing where they, they feel like they have to tell me the right things. No, I need you to be yourself. If you're still hurting from your divorce or your breakup, tell me you're still hurting. It is okay to hurt. Some relationships when they end are painful, but how are we going to move forward? You have to pick up those pieces, right? Yeah. You have to pick up those pieces and move forward. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's me. And that's okay. But maybe you're not ready to date. And that's also okay. Maybe you just need to spend some time with yourself. But if you're trying to fake it, it's not going to work. It's only going to hurt you more in the end. So, yeah. and it's yeah. always a time for everybody too. And it's not right to drag people along that way. Yes, it's, it's definitely not. But I realize some people just don't know. They, they don't know. And I have no issues telling them respectfully. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. So I had to just share this with you. So I'm, I'm on the dating app. I'm, I'm single. So I'm on the dating apps and everything. And I'm, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. So it's, it's very interesting. So I, I like getting set up. I'm one of those people that really enjoy just if like I have a friend, great. I don't even need to see what the person looks like. I'll go on a date because I think it's just fun getting set up and going on blind dates. Oh, you're my type of client. (laughs) What? You're my type of client. Yeah. (laughs) It's fun. And so then, all right, like, okay, I'll, I'll go on the apps. So I went, I'm on the apps and I messaged with this person. He wanted to talk to me. And at one point in the conversation, he said, Hey, let's move over to texting. I said, great. So we moved over to texting and very quickly on, he said, Hey, my girlfriend thinks you're hot. Are you into girls? We were looking for a third. 
Yes, but so he didn't put that on his dating profile. He should have. Right? Yeah. So I guess my, my, like my question is, is like, I guess putting it on his dating profile. And then, but I guess like you could also run into people that were like, oh, I never thought of that. Maybe I am interested in that. I don't even know if that's a thing. I'm just kind of being open-minded about this. <laughs> yeah, well, it is a thing. I've come across profiles that way too. I offer dating app assistance to my clients. So I just quickly swipe left. But anyways, I think that that, that, see, and that, all, that brings it down to transparency. So again, what I will say is being transparent so that people, you give the people the option to say, you know what, that's something I'm open to, or you know what, I'm not really feeling that. That's not for me. I want something monogamous. But not telling them and kind of like leading them astray, that's awkward. And, and why? What is the point of that? Because you're going to have to get to that conversation. We're like, oh, my girlfriend thinks you're hot. What do you say? Well, actually, I was interested in you, but now I'm not. Like, what? So giving people that option is what people need to do. Like, trans- that's what I'm saying. All response, the- actually. I'm saying, though, like, all this stuff can be eliminated. People are just being honest. But people don't want to be honest. Oh, I don't know what they're going to say. Exactly. But if you're not being true to yourself, then you don't give you don't allow the other person to be true to getting to know you for who you truly are. So what is the point then? You know, it doesn't make sense to me. So I'm sorry you had to deal with that, but that, that no, no, I, I found it very amusing and I found it actually very flattering. It was like a two for one deal. Like, I mean, it true. was right. True. So it was very nice, but I, I passed, but yeah. But so I, I was, I was sorry. I was, I was going with all these other things. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I had somebody just recently tell me, you know, they had a, a drug addiction And I thought that was very amazing that they disclosed that within the first 10 minutes of meeting me. Here's the thing, okay? Everyone has their battles and struggles, whatever the case may be. But there's going to be some people that are able to handle that and other people like, you know what? I can't do it, right? So letting that person know from jump, yes, it's something I I can handle. Let's proceed. Or you know what? Thank you so much for being so open and transparent with me, but I'm going to have to buy out because I know that I would be doing a disservice to continue this, knowing that that's not something I can handle, right? So I'm actually glad they told you that. And I feel like everyone should if they're struggling. I think it was amazing. And I thought it was so brave of that person to tell me that within like the first 10 minutes of meeting them. And I thought more people should do that. And talk about honesty. You know, like he was truly genuine genuine in himself which I thought was very cool to very cool I wish every every person (laughs) so do you notice like a common theme in today's world like is there a theme is there more people are trying to just hook up more people are trying to really have stable relationships more people are what like are you noticing it's really up in the air Yeah, because what I've seen, because before before I became a, a certified matchmaker and dating specialist, I always thought everybody wants love. Everybody just wants to find that one person to settle down with. Everyone wants marriage. No, that's not the case. It's not. It's just not. Now, the beauty in it is finding someone that is aligned with what you want, someone that lights your fire and someone that's like, you know what? There's 7.8 billion people in this world, but for right now, I choose you. Like, let's see where this can go. Like finding someone that really wants to just be open and honest and vulnerable and make love as often as possible. That right there with loyalty, of course, is beautiful, you know, but not everybody wants those things. So communication from jump is essential. Knowing exactly what you want is very, very important as well. You have to be able to communicate what you want. Do not be afraid to hold back when it comes to your needs, wants, and desires. That way you give that person a chance to say, you know what, (laughs) that's nothing. I can do that. Or whoa, (laughs) 
chill. That's a little bit too much for me, but I wish you the best. You know, just give that option because you never know that person can step up to the plate and be like, you know what? That's a little bit too much for me. I may struggle in this area, but I love this connection. Let me see what I can do. This is what I can bring to the table. And then you just both have to decide, can we eat together? Have you had clients that have not been like you would like, oh, never really put them together, but they worked or like, have you, or are you like, okay, they have like some commonalities and this could work. And then they end up like, I don't know. I like how you are, I guess most of your clients, when you put them together, I guess you're like, oh, I think this is really a good match or. Yeah. So I only put together people that I thought would be a great match. However, what I've learned in the matchmaking world is we can always predict compatibility. Okay. Always. I'm looking for this, this, and this. Oh, great. I'm looking for this, this, and this. Fantastic. And then you put them together. But what we can't predict is chemistry, no -hmm. matter what we do. Right. So Another thing is there are people that have realized, oh, I'm ready to date, I'm ready to date. And then they get out there like, he's so great, but I'm still afraid that he's going to hurt me. Whoa, where is this coming from? That's a lot of people that think that they're ready, but they're not ready. And then other people that like are not ready at all, but then they get into it, oh, I'm ready. So (laughs) I've seen it happen both ways. But again, my main thing is to smile, breathe, and just be yourself. And if it's meant to be, it shall be. I'm a true believer that that what is meant for you will be for you regardless. And sometimes you meet someone that can become a great companion. Obviously, as a matchmaker, I want them to be more than just friends. But however, I cannot predict that chemistry piece. And sometimes a lot of it is in their heads. And there's nothing I can do about that. It's just like, I've coached you for several sessions now. I feel like you're, you're, you're ready. You've told me you're ready. But you keep hitting this roadblock until they're actually ready to free, free their heart and open their minds and souls to meeting someone new. I can't do anything with that. They have to be ready. You know, should be that, that like energy shift, like or energy area where it's like, okay, I'm here, I'm present, and I'm ready. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So, okay, I gotta go back to these app things for just a second because yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the only way, like, well, not the only way, obviously, using a matchmaker, which is the best way if you can do that, but or setting up your profile. But another thing is that I'm noticing a lot of things is guys will just write hi or hey. <sighs> And so I actually watched this TED talk the other day and it was on the art of seduction and, you know, seducing is not just, you know, like not just sexual or whatever, or just, you know, for love, but like much more. Right. And no one does it anymore. Well, I would say no one. (laughs) I know. I was just like a Debbie Downer on that one. (laughs) No, not no one. It's not as common anymore. It's not as common. No. So what are you noticing? Like, because, or what do you tell your clients when they get a hey or a hi, like just ignore that guy, move on? Or how do you, how do you have them respond? I guess, or is what something that you do? So that's a great question. I hate the hi or even the H-A-I-I-I-I. What are you doing? Stop. But what I will say is, okay, I'll put it this way. If they're a gentleman, I'm going to use the woman on a dating app seeking gentlemen because that's what you are and that's what we are and they get a message just like hi if we go to the profile there's nothing in the profile one picture and they're just saying hi automatically no sorry but on the flip side if we go to the profile and the gentleman has all these great qualities about himself he just seems very confident he has like five or four or five pictures, I'm gonna say five, but you know, three to five pictures, was even better, just a variety, he just shows that he's a great guy, you know, and maybe his energy is a little off that day, he's just saying hi, then I'm like, hey, I noticed on your profile that you like horseback riding and hunting, that's really interesting, <laughs> let's talk about this, I also like 
galloping on horses. I don't know, something like that, right? Try to connect with him because he, he's giving you something to work with, right? And his energy is just like, his energy is there. He's just not showing it through his communication. Now, if the if I advise her to say something like that, like kind of switch back to his interests and stuff and he's not really engaged, like, yeah, I do. I love it, fun. Then I'd probably just move on. Because again, communication is so important to women. It's important to men too, but sometimes women will be like, I don't feel heard. He never listens. So with that being the case, you have to make sure that th those, those first interactions are key to really establishing some type of foundation. So if you're just dry, then she's gonna be dry. <laughs> no pun intended. But I'm saying like, you have, to <laughs> you have to come with more. You really have to like show that you're interested and you're intrigued because there's so many people on these dating apps, right? And as a society, we're just so trained now to just go left and right and left and right without thinking. So you have to have a tension grabber. And then once you get that person to actually match with you, great but then what right so make sure you stay engaged and if they're not engaging then it's probably going to show you how they're going to communicate in the long run and you just don't want that so yeah there's something more <laughs> to hold your attention i mean the hey how are you and the how's your day going and all that well, other that's a little bit better that's the thing it, but how's your day going kind of <laughs> <one. laughs> that's like, a is it much better i don't know but I mean, it's better than just saying hi. You know oh, what I mean? Hi is literally, it took you like how many seconds to type two letters? That's all you got. But like saying, hi, how's your day going? Oh, it's going pretty well. I noticed on your profile, you like XYZ. I've never done XYZ. That sounds great. Tell me more about it. Right. But if he has nothing on his profile and he's just like, hi, or how are you doing? Ugh, he better be really, really attractive. And even then he may be a catfish. So you just have to weed them out respectfully. I'm just. Oh, it's very true. <laughs> yeah. Because there's only. On dating apps, it gets kind of, it's a, it's a quick process, really. You're just, yes, no, and then maybe so, and then seeing where things go. That's really what it is. But getting to that conversation piece, that's what everyone wants to do. But you won't get there if you're just dry and boring, you know? But there are some people that are kind of dry and kind of boring. Like, that's their personality. That, exactly. And if that's the case, then you better find a way to spruce it up somehow. But maybe that person will have more in their profile that makes you actually want to engage, right? So that part. Yeah, no, it's, it's, some people are, are more engaging than others. I guess that's what, that's why you get attracted to those people. Exactly. The high thing is, is, oh, that's, I can, my uh, biggest pet peeve, my biggest. It's definitely a pet peeve. We've talked about it before on clubhouse stages several times, how not to slide in the DMs. <laughs> yeah, seriously. People still do it. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so, oh, and I was, what do you think is one, something that they should disclose on their profile? Like, what do you think is important? I mean, obviously kids or drinking or like, but like, is there anything else that's kind of, do you think that would be good, maybe good or bad to disclose? Like, well, like I like sushi or something, or I like, I don't know, or something bad. Like I, you love something, then post about what you're passionate about. People love to know what you're passionate about because you never know. You can meet someone who loves sushi too. Like, oh my gosh, I know this great sushi bar right down the street. Maybe we should go, you know? Make mm -hmm. sure you talk about the things that you're passionate about. Negative Nancy, like, I hate this. I hate that. I hate this. If you're not that, then what? Stop it. Nobody cares. Ugh. It's because it just makes you look negative and like, ugh, no one wants to be around someone that's so negative. There's a lot of negative things going around in this world. People want people that are going to lift them up that excite them, you know what I mean? That speak life into them. You both lift each other up. So including things that you're passionate about, maybe some of your hobbies that you enjoy, 
that's something that a lot of people have been able to bond over, you know, like if you're outdoorsy, say you're outdoorsy. If you love to travel, say you love to travel. And if they're passport ready, even better. Maybe in the future, you two can take a vacation, right? Like just talk yeah. about things you love. Like things so do you think people should be more specific then? I guess like if you like to travel, I like to go to these places or I would like to go to this or that. So give yes. people more to like hone in on. Yes, because eventually, okay, listen, if you're on a dating app, obviously, not obviously, but some people are hoping to date someone, right? Of substance, have something real. If that is the case, sharing, oh, I've always wanted to go to Aruba or Hawaii or Jamaica. There could be someone like, oh, if, if he's going to be my boyfriend someday, I can see me going to Jamaica or Aruba or Hawaii. And that just gives you more stuff to leverage on, more stuff to grow from, to talk about, right? So yes. you can't go wrong by talking about things that you're passionate about because either it's going to resonate with them or they're going to be like, uh, he's doing a little bit too much or she might be more than I can handle, whatever the case may be. But you want to attract people that are attracted to things that you like. Opposites attract, yes, but there's going to be some things that obviously you'll discover over the course of time that you don't have in common. That's okay. But starting off with things that you're passionate about and things that you enjoy to get a sense of who you are, that is key. So yes, things that you're passionate about all the time. I wouldn't lead too much about an ex. You can say something like, oh, just got out of a relationship, just maybe looking for friendships right now. That kind of lets the woman or man know, okay, they're being open and honest about their past relationship. I kind of know where to go and to lead into this. I know that he's not looking or he or she isn't looking for something serious right away. Whereas other people might be, and that's okay. But just stating that is helpful. You don't have to, but saying my ex was my world. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get over her. But I'm hoping this dating app will help. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what you don't want to do. So, yeah. I get that. I get that. So I talk about sushi, right? So I, I, I'm a foodie. I love food. I like to sample. I like to So I set up a, a lunch date with a guy. We went out, we were like, it was a nice date and everything, everything was good. I knew at one point, okay, I'm like, it's just, it's nice. He's a nice guy, but the chemistry, talk about chemistry, right? Good on paper, chemistry just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So at some point I was like, maybe I should like, you know, maybe we should split the check. I'm thinking in my head, but I'm also kind of like old school. So when I'm on a date, I kind of feel like to have that, feeling of a guy picking up the check. So it's just kind of like, it's my own little internal battle that I go with. Right. So we're on the date and uh, the check comes and the guy, the waiter's like, do you guys want to split it? Do you want to, you know, take care of it? And I look at him and I'm like, what do you want to do? Because I don't want to like, I want to give him the opportunity to like feel comfortable as a man. And if he wants to take care of the check, I don't want to pull that away from him either. But at the same time, I'm like, kind of want to split it because <laughs> I know this is not going to go anywhere. And I feel bad you taking care of my meal for me or whatever. So he, he said, he's like, Oh, let's split it. I was like, Oh, great. Okay. No problem. Perfect. Now, if I was really into him, that might be a different story, Absolutely. but that's just my own, my own thing. So we split the check and said goodbye and everything was nice. And I thought, oh, good. He knows that there's nothing there. I know that there's nothing there. There, We don't have to go anywhere from this. This is wonderful without even saying it, right? Well, like two days later, I get a text message from him. <laughs> I knew you, uh, did. you did. I can just feel it. Like, you reached out again. He reached out again. What did he say? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, hey, what's up? Or something like that. Or like, hi. I was very, very... Uh. Well, okay so here's the thing i prefer for men to pay for the date 
all the time, regardless. But I do understand some men, whatever. Okay, get it. I get it. Especially if there's not sparks there or whatever the case yeah. may be. But one thing about chemistry, though, sometimes, though, it takes a little bit of time for that flame to ignite. And that is okay. There are some people that are kind of impatient. If I don't feel the spark right there and then, it's done. I'm good. Okay, but you know, you never know. If you really like the person and it just didn't translate in person, maybe give it another date and see where things go. But after the second date, was still like, uh, and the third date, uh, then yeah, I would just cut it off. But in this regard, I think that he should have paid for the date, especially if he was still interested. But you know, tomato, tomato, people have different ways of perceiving things, whatever. I love when gentlemen pick up the date no matter what and just pay. That is just, it just, it's it's awesome. And honestly, if you were being friend zone, sometimes it could lead you closer to getting out of the friend zone. You never know. Cause it just shows that you're a gentleman. But with that being said, he lost it again with the high because you didn't really have chemistry there. And like, then you just said hi. Didn't say, oh, I really enjoyed our time together. Mm. I would like to take you out again. None of that, just hi. Yeah, it was like, like, hey, what's up or something? Or like, hi, it was very, very generic. And yeah. you might just, so, okay. Hmm. When you kind of, so the, the, it's kind of complicated with dating, right? Because if it didn't really go well, you're not really wanting to see him again, but you don't want to be rude because he was a great guy or a nice guy, whatever. You may just want to follow up with a text message and say, hey, it was really great getting to know you. I don't, I didn't feel that much of a chemistry or spark. I'm fine with being friends. If you really are fine with being friends, because some people you just don't want to be friends with. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> and just say, but I wish you the best. It's not really, the chemistry wasn't really what I'm looking for romantically, or I'm not romantically interested in you or something like that. Just so they know, because if not, they could say, hey. I should have done that right away. Even though I thought it was like unspoken. I thought it was well, like. Thanks. I think it's always a good measure to do that if you already know I, I don't want to date this guy right because in his mind he's like okay well you know what I don't really know how the date went let me just try again because mm -hmm. men if they can they'll probably try again unless it was like a, a spoken thing like yeah I think this is great it was really great meeting you but you know this isn't really my thing some people are comfortable saying that in front of someone other people uh, not so much so it just depends you know but in this situation it's not really your fault. You, you didn't know. You thought you thought it was good to go. You thought like, you were that, like even how we say goodbye, the whole thing. I thought it was totally like this is a nice time and we're moving yeah. on. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a little bit of hope left. So yeah, and that's okay. That's all right. You can't knock a man for having hope. Oh no no no! I think it was great. But and I don't believe in ghosting. I don't think anybody should ever get ghosted. I don't believe anyone should ghost either. People still do it though. Grown people. I don't understand it, but they do. But well, the only, okay, I will say this. The only time I think that ghosting is okay is if they gave you a really good reason to do so. Like calling you nonstop or like acting entirely obnoxious at a dinner date or just yeah. saying something really outlandish and makes you feel uncomfortable or unsafe. Ghost, get out of there. Cause there's some people that will stalk you with no, no issues doing so. So yeah, we don't need any of that. But I mean, yeah. if you had a nice date with somebody or if you've been dating somebody for a little bit, right? Like if you've gone on some dates with things, I mean, you hear this all the time. Oh, I went on like three or four dates with him where we were seeing each other for two months and all of a sudden nothing, right? Yeah, that's a problem. It's so important for them to say like, hey, I'm not interested in you anymore or something. I don't know. Yeah, you would think so. Adults should, you know, you would think, but not everybody. Honestly, I think it just comes down to a lack of, oh, I don't want to say lack of balls. It's, I admire men and women more when they are able to address the issue. Like, I just don't see this going any further. I see you more as a friend. Yeah. Whatever the case may be that, because it gives them some, some insight. You don't want to like lead them on, even though there's no hope. Right. So I don't know. I hate when people ghost though. Like what, what's the point? Just speak on how you feel so we can both move on.
<laughs> yeah, no, 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 I agree. And I mean, everybody I've, I've gone on a date with, I've said to them, like, and I try to give them like something nice that I really enjoyed about them or something like that, because I don't want them to feel, you know, I, I, I want them to be able to find their person too. Yeah. See, I want you to find someone that I feel like you'd be more compatible with anything like that. It's great. You know, but that's, that's, that's nice to even care because some people really don't, honestly. So, so sad. Yeah, I know. And that's why we talk about you know, the importance yeah. of communication, just speaking how you feel and it's all right. But give them a chance to meet someone else that truly does see that with them, you know, like see that compatibility. It's just not going to be you and that's okay, but let them know. <laughs> let them know. That's what I say. Exactly. Okay. So you dated this guy. I'm going to go back to the beginning for just a second. You, you, you were dating this guy. You started this business together. Are you currently dating somebody now? Are you married? I, I don't even know. Tell me what's, what's going married. on in your love life. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not married. I'm not married. I do. I will get married someday. I'm currently dating with intention, but I do not have a boyfriend. I just have people I'm getting to know and seeing where things go, but I'm being very intentional by saying, I want marriage in the future. I want a monogamous marriage, monogamous marriage with an affectionate, emotionally intelligent man that likes to travel and is taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I'm looking for really. And I'm not in a rush. Yeah. Well, you have to know what you want, right? Especially, I mean, I'm in my thirties. I just, I know exactly what I want. I like a man who's charismatic and confident. I can take on dinner dates. It would get on the dance floor with me, you know, and I can like leave to go wander and like do my thing, but like he can just hold his own, you know, and then also love make all throughout the night and morning and afternoon, respectfully. All the time, 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah, I love passion. I love, I love, I'm a very passionate person I need in my life. So I have no issues telling anyone that. So good. I love that you are so definitive of what you want. It's great. Like you're like, this is what I'm going to get. And this is what's going to happen. Yes. And I encourage my clients to do the same. You got to know what you want. You literally talk to me for an hour on video chat, sometimes more about what you want, what you need, what you desire, your past, what you're dealing with, what your past relationship taught you, all of the things I need to know. I need to know. So I think it's important to know what you want. <laughs> like yeah you must do like personality tests a little bit right like are you familiar with like Enneagram and Myers-Briggs like do you do those types of things or what do you yeah so the Enne I can never pronounce it Enneagram Enneagram thank you that one ironically the first time I heard about it was from my ex-boyfriend's mom who made me take it and that was a while ago but the MBTI test I'm very familiar with the love language test is very important to me Every client I have is required to take the love language test and send me the results. And I need a breakdown of each love language as it pertains to them by percentage <laughs> before moving forward. Yeah, we don't play those games because I need to know how you want to receive love and give love in return. That's important for me to know when matching. So definitely familiar with those personality tests. Now, as they become my clients, I'm noticing some things. <laughs> I may say, hey, let's take the attachment style quiz and let me know what results you get. Send that over to me. Oh, that's good. But love languages is like my everything. I think that those are so important. And there might be some people like, I need all the love languages. Okay, but there's going to be a breakdown of what you need a little bit more than the others. So <laughs> let's take that test. I think everybody needs all the love languages. But yeah, yeah usually everyone does. You have yeah, a primary easy. and a secondary and then the other ones are there. Yeah, absolutely. But we're human. We need all of them. We are and we do. But I, I try to match people based on their top two or three. Yeah. Just to kind of get a baseline because I mean, obviously, if you lead one way, it's nice that other person kind of can understand that. 
or else you become kind of misfit. Like everyone's, well, I did, I mowed the lawn for you and took out the trash. What else do you want? Like, I don't want that. I just want you to kiss me and hug me, damn it. Excuse my language. But yeah, it just depends on who you are and what you need. And that's why I like to have them take those tests. It just gives me more insight too on who they are as people, right? Especially when I'm trying to match them with someone else. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's important. <laughs> it's I, uh, I, I feel like my life language like changes sometimes. Also kind of, so yes, that happens. Past relationships, past experiences and trauma will change your love language, right? For instance, there was a woman that like dated someone in her past. She was, I'm so affectionate. I'm all touchy-feely. Then she gets married to a guy who's like, I don't really show my love that way. So she kind of had to adjust herself to not getting as many kisses or even slaps on the butt that she liked, you know? Yeah. You know, our, our PDA here and there, she had to kind of adjust. Now when she does a love language test, her physical touch aspect is a lot lower than it used to be because she's adjusted right? To what she needs from a partner. I mean, you're married to the guy for five, six, seven years. Of course, it's going to change, especially if you're not getting that much. So you kind of just adjust like, oh, you tell yourself that you're okay without it. But really, you want it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so important. And then you forget about, yeah, I always thought like, this is so important to me. And maybe it is at some point in your time of your life. I mean, like, what is it? I not get, oh my gosh, the one where like action, people do things for you. Acts of service. Mm -hmm. people do for you acts of service at one point like that was very very big for me and then and and maybe in that relationship that I was in but then as it's changed I realized I was like actually like physical touch is kind of really important to me and yeah like those are maybe a little bit more important than acts of service even though it's very important but maybe not my primary see and that's what changed for me too well for me it was always physical touch physical touch and then all of a sudden now quality time is important to me Mm -hmm. because what I realize is quality time is the most precious gift that we as individuals can give to another so if a man is taking the time to curb out and fit me into his life and is making an effort that is more important to me than physical touch but physical touch is definitely up there they're like neck and neck but I will say now quality time is a little bit higher, like maybe five to 7% higher than physical touches. Like just spend time with me and see where things go. You can touch me too, but spend time with me, you know, make time. They're kind of like almost the same, I guess. They can be very similar. They can be, yeah. But then again, you can be spending time with someone watching a movie. You're not really doing anything physical. I mean, you can be, but you know, (laughs) not always. Whatever, just enjoying time together, doing something or people watching without actually touching each other, but just being around that person that lights up your day. That's that's all that matters sometimes. So people watching is fun. I'm a people watcher. And like, right? I'm a big people watcher. I love doing it. I love and I love the men that love doing it too. Yeah. We could just like make up stories like, oh, look at them. They've been together for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like what are they talking about? Let's come up with what they're talking about. Like yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love what I do. I I could talk about dating, love, sex, relationships till I'm dry in the mouth, like honestly, like for days on end. So let's bring that up in a little bit about sex. Do you think there's like that, you know, like that three date rule was, I mean, it's well, you know, it's just like, it's one of those things that has been around forever, right? Oh, the three date rule. So, so when do you think it's appropriate? This is a great question and there is no right answer. This is why. What I've learned time and time again, I could advise someone before a first date. I think they're a great fit for you, but just wait, wait, don't don't do anything on the first date. Just wait and see how things go. But adults are going to do what adults want to do. 
people in general, we do want to do, we ask questions like, oh, should I wait? Knowing well that we are not going to wait because we don't want to wait, right? But there are some people that do value waiting and that's perfectly fine. At the end of the day, make sure that if you are deciding to be intimate with someone, and this is mainly for women because men have a different approach to it. I'm just saying they do. I've had conversations, so I know this. So for women, if you do decide that you're not going to wait or if you are open to having sex on the first date, just make sure that you are emotionally prepared for the aftermath. Maybe he will call. Maybe it can turn to something beautiful, but maybe he won't. Maybe it will just be a one night thing, which sucks, but it's okay. And you have to be okay with that, right? On the flip side though, if you're like holding back and like, oh, I can't kiss him. I can't do anything. I don't want to hug him or anything because I'm going to wait and see where things go. Then maybe you're holding back a little bit too much. It's okay to be kissed, right? It's okay to be caressed. If you're comfortable, consent is very important. That's everything, right? But if you're comfortable and the mood feels right, then just go with it. Do not hold back, but also just be comfortable with the unknown. Like be comfortable with being uncomfortable and also be comfortable with what might happen? Because you don't know what's going to happen. There are some people, believe it or not, that had sex on the first date, on the second date, third date, fourth date, and then like five, six, seven months down the road, they're in this beautiful committed relationship. They're meeting each other's family and friends and it's growing to something beautiful. There's other people that are like, oh, it was great sex, but that was all it was, you know? And they have to be okay with either way. If you're like, mm, I don't know, I'll be devastated if he never called me again, that do not have sex with that man. Don't you dare have sex. Keep those legs closed. <laughs> I'm saying sometimes it will be, especially like he's saying all the right things and he's like looking all good. He's smelling all right. You're just like, holy. (laughs) But at the end of the day, if you're not comfortable, what could happen? Like the aftermath of it, I I would just advise you to not and just see where things go because you may discover that this could be a guy you truly want to grow with and see where things go. But here's another thing though. You could, you could save it. Right. And then you guys have sex for the first time. What this goal the seventh date, the seventh date, you, you okay. two end up having sex. Like, okay, I'm comfortable. And then they're not going anywhere. And then what, right? So you really don't know how things are going to go. That's what I'm saying. It, it's, it's a risk either way. But if you are okay with it going either way, then go ahead and do whatever your heart desires. You are grown, right? Yeah. But just be okay with whatever the result is going to be. But also be hopeful because it could be something beautiful. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's a very important part in a relationship. It is. It, there's some people that are abstaining and there are people that are celibate to each their own. Some people do it for religious reasons. Some people do it just for themselves, whatever the case may be. But also make sure that you communicate that with what you're comfortable with. Mm. That's important too, because there are going to be some women and some men that won't date you if they know, okay, well, I can't really, like I intimacy is really important to me. I need to know what I'm working with in the bedroom before I commit. Some people need that. Other people We'll just see where things go. Whatever happens, it happens. That's fine. But everyone's different. That's why communication is so important. So important. Yeah. So. And your communication and knowing your own boundaries. That like too. Setting up your boundaries. Knowing and expressing. Mm-hmm. Knowing and expressing. That is important. That's always going to be important. Well, so tell tell everybody a little bit where they can find you. Where, you know, also what is your clientele? Like what is, where do you focus your energy at? Yeah, so I predominantly work with African-American and Black singles that are entanglement-free and ready for something real. <laughs> I got to say that, I got to say that. Ages 28 to 68. However, I'm open to working with everyone from diverse cultures as well as sexual orientation. Again, all I ask is that you're open and that you're honest and that you're ready for something real. I don't want to waste your time. Don't waste mine. You could spend your money elsewhere. Don't invest in my services if you're not ready. I'd rather you just do something else with it. And I mean that with so much love. I'm not going to just, I, I don't want to 
have someone in my database or as a client that just isn't where they need to be. But it's okay not to be where you need to be. I would just date, I would just at that point suggest them <laughs> booking a dating and love advice session with me instead of matchmaking services. Oh. Yeah, I offer those two things. Either you're ready, you want the matchmaking, let's do a consultation, or I need some help with this love and dating advice thing. I don't really know where I stand. Help me. Mm. So I have those both. Both options are available on my website. So my website is NYA. That's N as in Nancy, Y as in Yankee, A as in Apple, loveanddating.com. They can find me there. All my information is there. My story, they can book for my website under the get started tab. Everything they need to know. Frequently asked questions, that's there too. Whatever they need. Also to follow you on Instagram because you have a great Instagram. (laughs) My Instagram, you know, know, I try, I try. (laughs) Yes, feel free to follow me on Instagram. It's NYA love by Chi. And that's B-Y-C-H-I, N-Y-A, love by Chi. Also on Clubhouse. I love, love, love Clubhouse. Clubhouse has grown my business in so many ways. I've met so many amazing individuals and found matches for my clients as well on Clubhouse. I love Clubhouse. Yes, girl, I have, I have, and I love it. I know we're, we're kind of wrapping up a little bit, but I, I want to just know, like, interracial couples, have you, because I know you, you specify um, with a specific, can't even talk tonight either. It's <laughs> all right. Yes. Um, you know, like, have you found that's been more common, maybe interracial couples or people have been more open to that? So I ask people during the consultation what they're looking for, right? Obviously, I'm always, I'm a big fan of Black love. However, I have matched interracial couples together. If I have one of my clients that is African-American, Black, African, and they're looking or open to dating other races, I'm all for it. My goal is to match you with someone that I feel like you could truly mesh with, someone that could truly love you for all of you, right? But people have their preferences and that's okay. But I always try to explain to people, this is what majority of my demographic is and what I work with. What are you looking for? Let me try to advise you the best way I can. But I don't focus too much on what their race or ethnicity is, but I am a big fan of Black love. I love to work within the Black community because I am Black, African-American, African, so to speak. So for that reason and that reason, I'll always be for my community. However, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna turn anyone away who has their heart in the right place and is looking for something real. But you gotta be open-minded. You gotta be open-minded and truly have your heart in the right place. That's what I really care about when it comes down to it. Because really everyone, love. people yeah. like what they like. Yes, at the end of the day, that is what I want. I want to see love happen. I want to see your heart light up like, oh my gosh, I never thought I was going to ever meet this person. That to me is beautiful. And that is worth it every day, every time, every moment, every second of doing what I do. (laughs) So much fun talking to Chi. She's great. And learning about how a matchmaker works or how she works as a matchmaker And that she really does want people to fall in love and feel accepted for who they are and get to that person and and be able to make that connection happen. I highly suggest you follow her on Instagram or join her on Clubhouse and discuss these topics and, and talk more with her. I look forward to seeing you all next week for a whole new episode. But in the meantime, if you want to stay connected, follow me on Instagram at elevate.love.xo. Or you can see these interviews all on YouTube. They're available. They're the same title as they are on the podcast. So you can just search the title and they're there. And subscribe to that station, that fun little YouTube station of Elevate Love. I look forward to seeing you all next week for a whole new episode and a new couple that you're going to get to hear their love story. See you all next week.